I'm Shanna Hutchison, dietitian, blogger, and mama, born and raised in the heart of the Midwest. I believe that wellness goes way beyond what we eat and that our body size does not determine our worth. I'm passionate about showing other women how to live a life they truly love, one that feels purposeful, that helps them feel their best physically, mentally, and emotionally, and that being a mom can be one of the best things you ever do without it becoming your entire identity. This is a place you can come to hear vulnerable and interesting conversations about health and wellness, motherhood, entrepreneurship, and more. If you want to find freedom with food, learn how to improve your overall well-being, and stop waiting for a number on the scale to start living your best life and go after your goals, then you're in the right place. I'm so excited to learn and grow together. This is the Wellness for the Win podcast. Hello. Okay. Gosh, I had to restart my computer. I feel like I had to do this last time too. My mic was not working because I haven't done this for so long. Um, so hello everyone. I am spontaneously coming on. I just, it's, you know, a great day because I just did a workout, which I, of course, you know, like everyone, um, it's January, right? So everyone has their, uh, fitness resolutions, but I really did have a goal of getting back into strength training more consistently again. Um, it's something that I just didn't do for the longest time postpartum with all of Levi's stuff going on and just never really having the time or making the time. Um, but I, anyway, I started off strong and then I got sick for like a week and a half and I'm finally, thankfully feeling better. Knock on wood. This winter has been unbelievable with all the illness. And I know I'm not alone in that. Like Rhett had RSV the week before Christmas and I was getting so many messages from so many of you on Instagram that your kiddos had RSV or COVID or your whole family had all the things. It's just been crazy. I feel like it's been worse than usual, but it's probably always this bad, but we just don't remember. You know, it's funny how we like seem to forget the bad stuff. (laughs) I always say that about like when Rhett was a baby, I feel like he was so easy, but somehow I've like probably forgotten all of the really hard stuff that we experienced when he was a newborn as well. Um, but anyway, so yeah, hi. Um, I just was not planning to come on. So this is probably going to be all over the place, uh, per usual for my recent (laughs) solo episodes. Um, I thought I would just go through some of the questions that came in recently when I did a question box like last week, um, and just like chat a little bit. So gosh, where do I even begin? You know, life has been wild. Um, as you know, for, eight months. Levi just turned eight months uh, a couple days ago and Rhett turned three this week. Um, it's kind of a, it's been an eventful week. Um, my parents anniversary is on the 14th, which was the day of Rhett's birthday and his birthday is on the 17th of January. And then my niece has a birthday the day after him. Oh, and my twin sisters in law, um, are January 16th. So it's like a very, uh, eventful week in our family of all kinds of special occasions. So Anyway, and like I said, Levi just turned eight months, which is also wild that he's four months away from being one. And at the same time, it seems like he's been here for a million years and it's been a long time since our lives were turned totally upside down. Also, who knows when I will get cut off uh, from recording this because Rhett is currently napping. Uh, Levi is napping with my mom and I just, like I said, spontaneously hopped on. So where do I begin? Goodness, let me see. I made like a little bit of a list uh, of things to talk about because, um, oh yeah, I wanted to do, someone like asked about, um, you know, updates on goals, like New Year's goals and things. And I did post my, you know, the whole 2024 trend of like ins and outs. Um, I'm going to read those really quick. 
Let's see. Okay, I had to find them on my Instagram. <laughs> like I hid them from myself. Okay, really quick, I'm gonna read through them so I can update you on how I'm doing. So for my ends of 2024, I said, making the bed, I've been doing great with this. I think I've done it every day. Um, back to therapy, <laughs> have not done that yet. It's been on my to-do list for uh, literally months. Um, I, I do, so when I was doing therapy several months ago before his like long hospitalization in September, we were doing Zoom. Um, so that's what I plan to do, but it's still hard. Um, to make it happen, but I know I need to have make it happen. I know it's a priority. So there's that. Um, so yeah, still on my to do list to schedule therapy. Um, reincorporate strength training. Like I said, I'm getting back into that. So I just checked that off. By the way, I'm doing expecting expecting an empowered um, app is what I use. It's like a an app for pregnancy and postpartum workouts specifically. So it's designed and programmed specifically for these stages of life. So I just love knowing all the workouts are safe for those stages. Um, they take, you know, they have like certain modifications that you can do if you need to for like DR or whatever. Um, and I like that they're programmed to be around like 30 minutes or so. Um, they have like Spotify playlists in the app. They have all kinds of great stuff. Um, it's mostly strength training based, but they also have like um, running workouts and yoga and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, highly recommend my affiliate code is wellness for the win for the expecting and empowered app. If you are interested, I'll leave info for that in the show notes if you want. Um, so there's that uh, meal plan and cook at least two nights a week was on my list, which I kind of honestly forgot. <laughs> um, I feel like I, I think I might have. Actually, I think I did succeed with that the past couple of weeks. Um, this coming week is a little bit crazy um, and it's going to look weird, but we will maybe I'll plan for the next couple of nights and that will help me accomplish at least two nights. Um, gratitude journaling I have been doing and really liking. I got the five minute journal. So many people recommended to me um, and it is really nice because it doesn't take super long. It literally does take about five minutes. Um, you're supposed to do it like a little bit in the morning and a little bit right before bed or in the evening. Um, sometimes I mess up and do the morning portion like in the afternoon, but it doesn't matter. It's like better, you know, late than never. <laughs> um, reading over scrolling. So like reading my book. Um, I do I do pretty well with this when I like have a chance to to do it, like during Levi's naps when he's like contact napping. Um, I'm currently reading Iron Flame, um, which is book two of uh, Fourth Wing. So loving that if you're looking for a book recommendation, um, it's like it's like a fantasy and there's like dragons involved. So it sounds kind of like silly and crazy, but it reminds me of um, it kind of has like Hunger Games vibes. It's really good. I'm into it. The second book is like 800 some pages or something, but I'm like 25 percent done. So I'm not like in a season of life where I'm like reading a, a crazy amount, but I try to read when I can. Um, but I could still probably reduce my scrolling time. Um, looking for glimmers each day was also on my list. And this past week, I feel like I did better with that. I was in besides this one day, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but for the most part, trying to be more positive again, my gratitude journal is like helping me look for the good. Um, so that's been decent, um, monthly date nights. So, <laughs> we have something coming up this week. We'll have kind of a, a night. No, it's not going to count as a date night. Scratch that. <laughs> we need to get one on the books. We have something planned for February. January is going to be, it's not going to happen in January, but I know we have one scheduled and planned for February. And then we need to plan one. We should just like look ahead and like try to plan one. 
one for the next couple of months because that's just the season that we're in to make it happen. We have to like plan way ahead and arrange help and all the things, but um, it's so worth it when we get away for a night, like we did like a, a double date with some friends um, a few nights before New Year's and it was so refreshing, just like getting out, you know, knowing that your kids are in good hands and uh, just having adult conversation on an un- uninterrupted, a nice meal. Uh, it's just so, so refreshing. So, um, and I know like we don't even need to need to complicate it and make it like a fancy night out where we like drop a hundred dollars on a dinner. Like it could literally be, you know, stepping away to grab lunch on a weekday if someone can help with Levi or whatever. Um, you know, just like making intentional time together as a couple without any other people with us or without kids, without interruptions, whatever. Um, just the, it's about the little things. Um, and I guess I'm skipping ahead to some of like the questions people ask, but people are like, how has, you know, all of the Levi stuff impacted your marriage? And, you know, is it hard? And like, obviously it's hard, you know, having, having a kid in general or having a baby in general is hard on your marriage. Not like, you know, it's not like it's going to make your marriage on the rocks, but it's hard in that you don't have as much time for each other as you once did, or your time together looks really different and that's okay. Um, but you know, it gets easier with time in the beginning, especially, you know, your conversations are centered around your baby usually. And you're talking about like their poop and (laughs) their sleep and, and, or your lack of sleep. Um, you know, and of course you're sleep deprived and there's just so many changes and things. Um, so, so yes, you know, having a baby period is hard, um, and an adjustment when it comes to your marriage and your relationship. But, you know, especially with, you know, Levi's stuff, there's a whole new level of hard, um, because it's, you know, we're especially juggling so much, not only having all of Levi's stuff, but we also have another child that we have to coordinate, you know, daycare, pick up and drop off. And, you know, Ethan, I'm so, so, so lucky and grateful that Ethan is such a great partner and he helps so much. I feel like we do a really good job of dividing and conquering. And that's truly like what this season of our lives is all about is just dividing and conquering, like being very clear about what needs to get done and getting it done. And, and like a lot of our conversations, again, are just about the kids and what needs to be done (laughs) and what needs to be done for the house. You know, have you emptied the dishwasher and we need to do, you know, send this, uh, prescription in or whatever. There's just a lot of that. And so, yes, it is hard. It has been stressful. And I was telling someone the other day, like, I feel like Ethan and I have done such a good job of, like balancing each other out, like when he's having a hard day and struggling with patience or just like feeling sad or frustrated or, you know, all the feelings, then I kind of step in and take over and vice versa. Like we just have done a really good job of like supporting the other one and like noticing when the other person is struggling and helping. So I feel like truly Ethan has been my rock through all of it. Um, and then of course, like, yeah, we've had, we've for sure had hard days and sometimes we, you know, have get short with each other just because we're like stressed in general and it's not, you know, it's never personal. And I think we do a good job of like kissing and making up and (laughs) saying, sorry. Um, we could probably say sorry more and, um, but we, you know, we're, we're doing a pretty good job, I would say, considering everything we've been through and, um, we're a really good team is what I'll say. 
Um, okay. Sorry. That was a tangent on my ins list. So next is comfy clothes that make me feel cute and not frumpy. Um, again, I feel like I've been doing well with this. I, I got a lot of, uh, Viore clothes and I'm obsessed. They are so incredible. I will say they're a little bit on the pricier end. We actually had, um, we had a little discount from someone. (laughs) Um, so we were able to get some, uh, a little bit discounted prices on things, but we just love their clothes so much. It's they're like honestly they're, they're like Lululemon quality, um, and probably even a little bit cheaper. Pretty comparable, I mean, to like Lululemon or Athleta. Um, but anyway, they're so nice, they're so cute, and I'm like I don't like go out of the house to work, so I basically live in athleisure. Um, so I just feel like blah if I. I'm looking totally like shit every single day, just wearing super baggy, like frumpy things. Um, so it has helped. Like I'm not like doing my makeup and hair every day just to be like at home doing nothing, but I at least like put on clothes that make me feel decent and that has helped. So recommend that. Um, okay. The last thing on my ends list is remembering that a bad day does not equal a bad life. That one is deep, um, but it's so true and it's hard to remember some days when you're like really struggling, um, you know, or even a bad hour doesn't equal a bad day, you know, like trying to like allow yourself to breathe through the hard moments, the hard hours, the hard days and or the hard weeks and like realizing, you know, we can turn this around. Not every day after this bad day is going to suck to like I know, you know, especially after the year we've had, I know how hard that can be like to get just sucked into this black hole of like negativity when you're just like struggling. Um, But again, that's something that I've been working on is my mindset and just like patience and just knowing like we can get through this. Tomorrow is a new day. This afternoon is a new part of the day. (laughs) Um, You know, if you're having a rough morning. So again, remembering that a bad day does not equal a bad life things everyone has hard shit that they deal with you know we're not alone in that um sometimes I feel like we are alone because I just you know again Instagram is a highlight reel and you see all these perfectly happy healthy families with no worries Um, and some people do have that some people have like really nice great things going for them but but guess what so do we and things just look a little bit different right now and yeah they're challenging as hell and it's going to be for a long time and we're going to have challenges forever probably. Um, but again, that doesn't mean it's a bad life. Um, and that kind of brings me to a question that someone asked was like, are you going to continue sharing Levi's journey? And, you know, with that, like, yes and no, I I would say, you know, there's certain aspects of like his, you know, health history that I'm not going to share every single detail of his health every single time we get an update. Um, I know some some accounts do that, but I feel like that would give me more anxiety, just like having people in the know on on everything and asking a million questions and all the things. Um, but, you know, as he makes progress or even with our struggles, you know, we definitely struggle with a lot of things right now. Like he's super fussy and trying to figure out, okay, why is he, why is he so fussy? Is he uncomfortable? Is he in pain? You know, is it neuro stuff? You know, there's, there's so many still like unknowns. It's so much trial and error and communicating with our providers and, um, you know, just working really hard to get him to a good spot where he feels comfortable and good, where he can, 
you know, be participating in therapy and most of all, like enjoying life and just like laying on the floor being a baby sometimes and not being upset and uncomfortable. So again, that's kind of a tangent, but he's, um, you know, some days he's doing so well and some days he really struggles and we just don't always know why. Um, so again, we're very much in just like a discovery period of figuring out how we can help him most. And, um, you know, we're doing so much to, to get to that spot. So, um, so anyway, am I going to continue sharing? Sorry. I, again, I have so many thoughts and I'm just all over the place, but, um, also yes, like I, I feel like, I've stumbled upon so many amazing accounts and you guys have shared so many accounts with me of, of families who have kiddos with similar diagnoses or, um, or the exact same diagnoses and they provide so much hope. And another thing I want to say with that is like, I don't only find hope in the accounts where the kids overcame everything and now they're walking and talking and running and the smartest kid in their class. And, you know, you would never know that they had this injury, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I, I, I'm not, I can't remember who the account was that shared this. Um, so if they're listening and you feel like I'm stealing your words, uh, reach out so I can give you credit. (laughs) Um, but basically they, they had a caption that was like, you know, when people get a diagnosis early on, they want all those stories of hope. And, and we've received so many of those and so many have been so encouraging, um, to show us like, yeah, look, you know, look where they were when they were six months old, a year old, and and look where they are now when they're six and they're like thriving. Um, but also the stories where, you know, the outcomes don't look like that, but they still have a good life. Um, and I think that's so important. And like now that we're here at eight months and, you know, Levi seems to be more significantly affected than, you know, when, than we maybe expected him to be or that we hoped he would be, um, you know, kind of like, we're obviously still trying to be super hopeful that he'll do as many things as possible, but we also have to be realistic to an extent as well. And like finding that balance is really hard because it's like, we don't want to be like, okay, he's probably not going to walk. We don't know that we really don't. And no one knows that, you know, no doctors know that no therapists know that, but do we know that he is struggling significantly with milestones at this point? Yeah, he is. Um, you know, he still has a lot of challenges. He doesn't have neck control. Um, again, he has his dystonia that, that helps or that affects his tone. And so he's uncomfortable a lot. Um, he can't like coordinate his body the way that he wants to. Sometimes I feel like he's upset because he's frustrated because he can't like get his body to do what he, what he wants it to do. His vision is also affected. So sometimes I wonder like if he's frustrated because he can't see well, you know, it, again, it's so hard to know with babies. They can't talk. They can't tell us what's wrong. Um, so that's what's so hard is just like not knowing like and feeling helpless sometimes is like I wish I knew how to help him feel his best um but anyway sorry <laughs> like I said I'm I'm all over the place um but going back to like we don't know what his abilities will be we're going to continue to do everything we possibly can to help him do as much as possible but at the same time Again, you know, I we found so many accounts where families, you know, have kiddos who who are nonverbal, who are in a wheelchair, and and again, they still have really good lives, and their their kiddos still bring so much joy. And you know, just get, getting to a point where we like 
we know that that's possible. Um, you know, if that ends up being the case for Levi, like, of course we want him to talk. We want him to, to walk. We want him to run. We want him to be able to wrestle and play with Rhett. You know, that's of course like everyone's dream. Like they want their kids to be able to play together. Um, like they always pictured. Um, but, but now being, you know, just getting to a place of like acceptance, um, you know, we're definitely not at a place of acceptance yet, like fully of, you know, okay, this is our lives. Um, you know, I have a friend who's a a fellow medical mom and she's, she's been so incredible and encouraging on days that feel really hard. Um, I'll just kind of text her and say, I'm struggling today. Um, and she'll, she'll send me like novels, which is encouraging me and, you know, kind of telling me like, there's so much good to come, um, regardless of what it looks like. Uh, and she said, she said something like, you know, you're, you're right now. It's just crazy. Like the first several months that it happens, you're like in complete fight or flight mode. You're kind of running on adrenaline. And like now that the dust has settled a little bit, it's, she was like, you're, you're in like the holy shit. This is my life phase of really realizing like, whoa, this is, not going away. (laughs) You know, this is how it's going to be. Not necessarily. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's going to be this hard forever. Um, because again, I mean, just babies in general are hard and then having a baby with so many complex needs is obviously a million times harder. Um, and so I think, you know, as we continue to learn him and he grows and we just know a little bit more of like what our future will look like. Um, then that'll, it won't necessarily be easier, but it will be, I guess we'll adapt even more and like know what our new normal is going to look like, if that makes sense. Oh gosh. Again, that was a big tangent. Um, and a lot of just brain dumping thoughts. Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my ends list. Should I go over my outs? Um, I'll try to make these more, more quick because, um, or quicker because I have other things I wanted to chat about too. And I probably don't have as much time as I think. Okay. Outs dwelling on the past. That's a hard one, especially again with all of this is just like so many what ifs of what if I would have done this differently during my pregnancy or, you know, I had a healthy pregnancy. I did everything I possibly could have done. You know, it wasn't. And and so many people have messaged me that, especially other medical parents is like, it's not your fault. I hate like, I hate the saying of like, everything happens for a reason or it was meant to be. And, you know, sometimes I even get mad when people are like, you were meant to be his mom. It's like, I know I was meant to be his mom, but it wasn't meant to be like this. You know what I mean? Um, Like he doesn't deserve to struggle so much and like be in pain and, um, and we don't deserve to be in this situation either. And, um, yeah, but, but like I said, on my list of outs is dwelling on the past because it doesn't help anyone to think about what if we should have, could have done this, you know, we couldn't have done anything. Um, I'll also on the outs list is comparing Levi to neurotypical babies, which is really, really, really hard not to compare. Um, to other babies, you know, I, I feel like there's so many people on Instagram who I follow who their kids, their babies were born like the exact same time as Levi. So like I just saw a couple of people the other day 
like the day of and the day after that he turned eight months, they were like, our kid turned eight months. He's walking he or he's crawling. He's pulling up to stand. He's giggling. He's doing all of these things. And it was just like, you know, of course, that's like a gut punch. You know, it hurts. It's sad. It's hard to see. But at the same time, I have to like I have to pause and be like, you know what? That's amazing for them. Um, you know, I had that with Rhett and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm also grateful for Levi and things look really different and that's okay. Um, but I can't, I can't keep comparing him to other babies because that's not fair. It's not fair to him. Um, and it doesn't help me either. So that's a hard one. Sorry. (laughs) Um, also on my out list is bitterness and hate. Um, and again, that, that kind those kind of tie together because like feeling bitter or like being mad at the people for posting their happy, healthy babies. Like I can't, I can't blame them for that. Um, and again, I did that with Rhett and it's like, wow, until you're in a situation like this, you just don't realize how hard that is to see, um, when you're, you're going through something where your, your baby's significantly delayed or has a diagnosis or whatever. It's just crazy um, how hard it is. <sighs> also on the out list is shutting out people who just want to help me. Um, and that's really hard. It's like I have so many incredible friends who have just really stuck with me through this and continue to check in on me. Um, and I haven't always been like the most warm and fuzzy <laughs> toward them when they, when they check in. And again, it's like nothing against them. It's just if they catch me on a bad day, Um, then I probably haven't been like super, not like mean, but just like super short. Some days I'm just super short. I don't feel like talking about it. I just like would rather not, um, you know, it's been, it's been a huge blessing connecting with other like HIE moms and other parents who have a diagnosis for their child because no one understands unless they've been through it. That's just the reality. Um, and again, that's no fault of like, my best friends who have happy, healthy kids. Um, and I love them too. And I'm so grateful for them for continuing to check in on me. But at the same time, it's like, you just have to, when you're going through something hard, you have to have people who get it. That's just the way it is. Um, and so, you know, trying not to be like bitter or resentful toward people who don't get it because that's not their fault. Um, you have to be thankful that they care about you and love you and want to, to care, you know, take care of you and check in. Um, but also like leaning on people who do understand, um, and won't say things that like trigger you. Yeah. Cause they just get it. Um, next constantly anticipating worst case scenarios. That's a hard one too. I've always done that. Um, <laughs> I've always like been, what is it like catastrophizing like every possible thing in my head. And it's always like, you know, you're building up something to be so much worse or, like playing out all these worst case scenarios that will most likely never happen. And it's so easy to do that when you have a kid with a diagnosis and you're just like, oh, they're going to they're going to have this and they're going to have that because you see, you know, you go down rabbit holes of other ki- people's kids who have similar things going on and you're like, oh, they're going to have this diagnosis next. And yeah, it's just, it's hard not to do that. Um, so I'm trying to stop doing that. Um also on my outs list is worrying about shit that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, if there's anything that's true about going through something like this, it's like it very much puts things into perspective and you realize like what in life matters and what doesn't. And there's a lot of shit that doesn't matter. I'll tell you that. 
Um, so trying to stop, stop that, um, <laughs> outs clutter, especially in my car. There's so many tiny little spots in the house and I'm sure I'm not alone in this tiny little areas of the house where just weird random shit accumulates and you're like, man, I really need to tackle that corner. But it feels so daunting when there's so many of them. So it's like I need to just dedicate like literally five minutes a day to one little section. It's like, OK, one of my desk drawers would take me five minutes to go through. But I look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, it's a disaster. Like it's just overwhelming to even look at it. I'm just going to shut it and <laughs> pretend it's not there. Um, but yeah, that doesn't help me. Um, or anyone's like mental health because Ethan is such a like um, he's very organized he likes uh, things to be clean and so clutter stresses him out especially with all stuff the stuff we have going on so um, it'll be good for him and for me and for everyone for the our space to be more clean um, so working on that Okay, next is uh, next on the outs list is always choosing productivity over rest and play. And that is something I feel like I've done better at. Um, like sometimes if I do have some spare time, again, I'm like choosing to sit on the couch by the fire and read my book for a little bit um, rather than like get things done. Sometimes it's almost because I'm like paralyzed by, <laughs> by my to-do list. I'm like, screw it. I don't even know where to start and I don't have enough time to accomplish something. So I might as well like sit and read for seven minutes. Um, so anyway, you know, that's something out mediocre bedtime underwear okay this was a hot topic <laughs> in my dms a lot of you were like okay i also need to upgrade my bedtime underwear and so we did it together um you know or maybe you didn't join me but if you haven't yet i got um a couple of different styles from airy that a bunch of you recommended and i'm loving them um i probably should have gotten i looked at the size chart they said it looked like i should get an should get an extra small i probably should have gotten a small um, they fit fine. They're very stretchy, but in hindsight, I probably should have gotten smalls. But anyway, there's that. Um, they're linked on my like to know it if you're curious about uh finding the bedtime underwear <laughs> recommendations. Um, lastly on my outs list is throwing boxes into the garage without breaking them down. I feel like I've done better about that solely because lately I feel like we've been getting more bags <laughs> from Amazon rather than boxes. So on accident. I've been doing better with that. But when we have gotten boxes, I feel like I have broken them down. So, okay, that was my ins and outs list with lots of random tangents mixed in. Um, let's see. Another thing, another goal that I shared the other day is that I really would love to release at least two podcast episodes a month by May. That's like my loose goal. And if I make, if I do more than that, fantastic. Um, but I just really miss doing this and I would love to start like incorporating interviews again. Again, that just like requires a lot more planning and time and thought, um, than just like randomly hopping on here when I have a chance to do uh, a solo episode and just like ramble forever <laughs> that hopefully people like listen to and enjoy. Um, so yes, I would love to, if you guys want to hear certain things on the podcast, um, I did actually do a question box about that recently. And a lot of people said they wanted to hear Ethan again. A lot of you enjoyed hearing me and my girlfriends just chatter for an hour and a half. So we could do that again. A lot of people wanted my mom on, which I've been trying to get her on for a long time. She's nervous. <laughs> um, so I'll try to talk her into it. Um, but yeah, that's a big goal is to get get back into the podcast swing because it makes me happy and it's kind of therapeutic. And again, I know I still need to schedule therapy. I know, I know. Um, but this is something that, 
that brings me joy. So I want to do it. Um, also speaking of goals and like January, you know, tis the season for all the resolutions, blah, blah, blah. I feel like a lot of people have kind of moved away from like resolutions or like big, crazy lofty goals and have more realistic goals. But if you are still on the train of like, okay, I have to like lose X amount of pounds or I have to cut out this or whatever. I just want to encourage you to set realistic goals that are not so like black and white. Um, you know, like if you want to improve your nutrition or, you know, rather than going on like a restrictive diet, could you make a goal of just cooking at home more often? Um, you know, cooking dinner at home at least four nights a week or something. Or if you're in a season of life where that doesn't feel possible, like when we were in the NICU or our long hospital stay and living on like hospital food or DoorDash or whatever, like how could you get more color in your meals, even if they're out um, or you're ordering food or whatever, um, you know, so like meet yourself where you're at and make a goal that makes sense that you can actually like stick with. And if you, you know, go a week or two without meeting your goal because life happens, that's okay. So, you know, right now when I'm recording, this is January 20th. So just a reminder as well that even if you didn't start something on January 1, it's not too late to start. If you're like, oh, you know what? I really like her idea of keeping a gratitude journal and that five minute journal sounds great. And I want to try that, you know, go for it. Or you know what? Making the bed every day sounds like a good way to start the day. I want to do that too. Go ahead and start. Um, So just a reminder, like, you know, shit, you can start a new goal in March. It doesn't have to be January. Um, So just go for it. Go for whatever feels good. And also give yourself permission to like build up to it. You know, if you have a goal to, to get back into working out postpartum, um, you know, maybe start with if, if like once a week feels doable for you, do it and then go to twice a week and then three times a week or whatever. And that's great. So yeah, there's my, uh, rant on goals. Um, let's see what else was on my little list. Someone the other day. Okay. Two random things. Um, someone sent me a quote the other day that I wanted to share because it like really, I feel like I've been trying to like think back to it. I almost made it my background. Um, I probably should because it, I felt that it was really helpful. Um, so maybe like if you're also in a season, um, that's hard or your life looks really different than you expected, then listen to this quote and hopefully it's helpful for you as well. The quote is occasionally weep deeply over the life you hope over the life you hoped would be. Sorry, I'm going to start over because I don't want to butcher it and ruin the quote. <laughs> and I'm not editing this podcast because I don't have time for that. Okay, starting over. Occasionally weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life you have. And the quote is by John Piper, whoever that is. Um, so I just thought that was really good. I'm going to read it one more time. Occasionally weep deeply over the life you hoped would be. Grieve the losses, then wash your face, trust God, and embrace the life you have. I just think that's really good. Um, trying to embrace where we are, this life that we have that we didn't plan for, we didn't ask for, we didn't really want. Um, it's hard a lot of days, but I feel like the more that I do try to just lean into it and think, you know, what can I do to be the best mom for Levi, be the best me for me? be the best possible wife and, and mom, of course, to Rhett, um, not to mention friend and daughter and, you know, all the other roles in my life. Um, 
we just have to kind of lean into it. And um, that doesn't mean that we always have to like it, but we have to keep going. You know, we have no choice. It's like you just, you, when you're thrown into something like this, you have no choice but to keep going. And so you might as well like not be feeling sorry for yourself every day because that doesn't help anyone as hard as that is sometimes. Um, and of course you have permission to some days be like, this sucks and I don't want it. And I'm mad and I don't understand why God did this to me. Um, you know, we can have those days and moments too. Um, but more often than not, we need to just try to embrace the life that we were given and keep on, keep it on. Okay. Um, Someone, so I, again, you know, I'm reading through, I'm going to read through a couple of random questions that people submitted the other day, but some, one question that someone asked was, how is your heart? And I'll be honest, the other day when I posted the question box, I was feeling really sad. Um, and I actually had a pretty like shit day when I posted the question box because there were several questions that were triggering for me and, you know, before all of this, like I was never really triggered by anything because I hadn't gone through, we've had some, you know, things in our lives that were hard, but nothing like compared to this really. Um, you know, so when you go through something so traumatic and hard, um, you might just be a lot more easily triggered, which I am, um, with certain questions and things. And, you know, there were a lot of questions that came through that were, that just made me like step back and be like, whoa, I feel like my life is so different than I thought it would be, than I wanted it to be. Um, a lot of times, like I feel like my life is 100% about Levi um, and not about me at all. And, you know, and again, to an extent, you feel like that for a while when you have a baby, period. Um, but again, with him, it's like we're constantly doing therapies and appointments and all the things. And, um, and right now, I do feel like we're finally like getting into a decent... Um, a little bit more of a balance or I'm just like doing a little bit a better job. I don't know. I'm mentally in a better place right now. Um, you know, and just kind of like taking it in stride and realizing this is how it's going to be for a while and that's okay. Um, but it, it just hard when I feel like, um, when Rhett was 12 weeks old, he went to daycare and I went back to work. And so we had that good healthy balance of like, I could, you know, eat my meals by myself. And I, I worked from home at the time, just like I have, uh, with Levi too. And I, you know, we, I I was able to like work out over my lunch break or we just had this balance of me working right at daycare. Someone else was caring for him all the time. Um, once I got over that initial like guilt and sadness, it felt really good, you know, for our family to have that balance. And I haven't had that I've been, you know, with Levi pretty much 100% of his life. And so that's been, you know, at sometimes it's amazing. And other times you're like, whoa, I just need a break. Um, you know, so that's just, that was hard. And um, with so many questions about Levi too, it's like, I am so grateful that I have such an incredible community and so many people care about him so much. And obviously I share our journey a lot. So I understand why people have questions, um, but certain questions, you know, are hard and, um, just sad. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It just kind of depends on how I feel that day. <laughs> um, but anyway, the question box, certain questions just made me feel sad and that's no one's fault. It's, that's something that I need to talk to my therapist about as well. It's just how I like react 
about certain things. Okay, next. Totally different topic, potty training. <laughs> someone asked, okay, so we just potty trained Rhett. Um, someone asked how, you know, how did how long did it take? How long did his journey take? So I will say we waited until December, like right after Christmas, I think is when we did it. Um, and he just turned three. So we waited until like he was basically almost three. And we especially obviously with Levi's stuff, it's like we didn't have time until now. And we wanted to make sure he was like really ready, like and understood everything. So it would be easier. A lot of people told me like it's way easier to just wait till they're till they're ready and they get it. Um, So I will say like P did not take long at all for him. He he definitely had some accidents the first couple of days. The biggest struggle, honestly, the first few days was like getting so we did the naked thing for like half a day. He peed like <laughs> he immediately peed twice on our bathroom tile. Thank God he was on the tile. But that was just funny. Like the first day, the first morning, first hour. Um, and and then like we did put undies on him later, which he, he was excited about those. So a lot of people were like, he'll get excited if you give him fun underwear. So do that. Um, so he, he was excited about underwear. So we just ended up doing that for most of it and not really the naked thing. Um, but he the biggest struggle was like we put him down for a nap in a diaper because obviously we weren't like ready for him to sleep in undies for a nap or naked um but so then after his nap he wouldn't want to take the diaper back off um so that was a big struggle for like the first maybe two or three days and then after that he was over it he was like okay I'm a big boy I want undies and he did really well like telling us when he needed to go pee running to the potty doing it himself um a lot of the time and he he so he figured that out really quickly poop has been a struggle um honestly once he went back to daycare he's been pooping like every day at daycare as of like the past week um he it's so funny our daycare providers like he'll run out and be like i pooped and he'll like leave it in the toilet for her as like proof and she'll give him like m&ms or whatever we did m&ms for pee at home as well and now he still freaking wants m&ms and we're like dude not anymore <laughs> you don't get an m&m for peeing anymore only poops get M&Ms. Um, but he has yet to poop in the potty at home, which is so funny to me. But I'm glad he's pooping somewhere. Um, he has pooped like in his diaper a couple times at home, like either during nap or um, overnight. But um, he does, he stays dry overnight and stays dry with naps too. Um, so that's been really surprising and good. Um, I've heard some people say like sometimes they regress with that. So we'll see. Um you know, of course they're all different. That's the thing. All kids are different. So it just depends on a lot of things. Um, but pee has been pretty good. Poop has been a struggle. So many people told me that poop was a struggle for their kid too, and it took forever. Um, so, you know, Godspeed (laughs) on the, on the potty training, but overall it was way less like horrible than we like thought it would be. So, um, if you feel like your kiddo is ready, then go for it and don't look back. Um, okay. How does someone asked, how does Ethan break down our budget? Um, I will say we did a personal finance episode way back when I'll try to link it in my show notes. Realistically, I'm not going to have time. So you just go, (laughs) go through my episodes and look for personal finance 101 with Ethan. And that's a really good episode. That was pretty popular. Um, he does a really good job at like breaking down financial questions that people had. And, um, maybe we should do a follow up one or something, but how does he break down our budget? I mean, he does like you know, income versus expenses and breaks down all the different expenses, you know, phone and 
um, you know, bills and all the things. Um, he's pretty, it's pretty detailed. I think he just has an Excel spreadsheet. Um, but he's, he's just a spreadsheet guy. He's a finance financial advisor. So that's his thing. Um, so I couldn't tell you like every single detail on it because he handles it. Um, but maybe we'll do another, a follow up, follow up episode if people are interested in that. Um, someone asked about the coffee machine we have and, um, that I've been sharing. It's called the, I think it's called Terra Cafe. Um, and it's incredible. We love it so much. Zero regrets. We, it was on sale when we got it on black Friday. It's still expensive. Like it was like, um, I think it was on sale for seven ninety five or something, but I will say we have not gone out for coffee once. I don't think since we got it and, um, we love it so much. So worth it, obviously an investment. Um, but especially like in these cold months. Um, and I mean, I had a Keurig before and that was doing the job just fine, but like in comparison, no comparison, it's so good. (laughs) Um, because it makes espresso and it like freshly grinds the beans, like whole beans. Um, it's just a game changer. We love it so much. Um, my friend Amanda of Namaste in KC, she was on my podcast a few episodes back. Um, highly recommend that one as well and following her cause she's the best. Um, she recommended it and we, uh, appreciate her recommendation cause it's amazing. Okay. Someone asked, do you have a designated playroom or area for playtime in your living room? The answer is no. We have a shit storm of toys all over the place. Um, so I'm not the person to ask about organization when it comes to toys. Our basement is unfinished and it's just a tornado of toys. Um, but honestly, it's kind of nice to just have like a catch all area where he can like make a mess, play with all the things. And it's like, you know, down the stairs, no one sees it. So who cares? Um, Ethan cares <laughs> again. He cares about messes. I do not. I'm like, pick your battles, bro. Um, but we do have, we have like, uh, gosh, what are they called? I don't know. We have shelving and stuff, uh, on the sides of our fireplace built-ins is what I'm trying to say. Um, cabinets on, on both sides of our fireplace. And those are a great place for storing toys. So those cabinets are full of toys and books and things. Um, so that's like, you know, if you don't have something like that, I would maybe get some sort of like cabinet with like, um, bins or something that are labeled. I don't know. Again, don't ask me. People will have to message me like their favorite organization <laughs> account because it's not me. Um, okay. How to cut back on social media, especially around your toddler. Someone asked. Um, again, so Rat goes to daycare full time. So when he comes home, I'm pretty intentional about like really not touching my phone when he's home. Um, because you know, I only have a couple hours with him before he goes to bed. And then I try to like use my phone after he's in bed. Um, of course I'm not perfect with this. Like sometimes I'm responding to text messages or, um, you know, randomly checking Instagram messages or something. Um, but for the most part, I try to avoid, uh, using my phone much during those hours and just use it, uh, later. (sighs) Would you have moved? Someone asked, would you have moved closer to family after you had Levi if they weren't in town? Um, that's a hard question because it depends on so many things, you know, like depending on where our family was versus where we were, where our providers were and things like that. Um, I would say, and and yeah, short answer, probably yes. Um, You know, if if we happened to live away from my family, I could see my parents probably would have moved in a heartbeat to be close to us. Um, So in some some way, we probably would have uh, figured out a way for our family to be close because we, you know, there's people who I've connected with who had really like no family support 
when they were going through this. And I literally cannot imagine because we both, we have both of our immediate families close by and they've all been so incredibly helpful, whether it's with Levi or with Rhett, when we have Levi stuff, um, we could not have survived without our family's help. Um, so I truly do not know how people do it who don't have the help and support that we have. We are so, so lucky to have the support system we have. We're super, super grateful. Um, so yeah, yes, we would have moved closer in some way. Will you continue to share Levi's story? I already touched on that one. Um, someone asked, what are you most looking forward to in 2024? Oh my gosh. That's really hard because I feel like our life is so like day by day right now. Um, and honestly, we don't really have a lot. <laughs> we don't have anything look to look forward to. We do have, so, and this is something I need to work through too, is like we have something scheduled. We're going to see Nate Bargatsky, the the comedian in Kansas City in February. And we're so excited about it. And whenever we have something like that planned, I'm like just always so scared of something happening that's going to prevent us from being able to do it because that happened so much this past year. We just missed so many big things because we were in the hospital or, you know, he was sick or whatever. And it's like, you know, I just want to get to a point where things are like consistently, we're just not like living on edge all the time. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get there, honestly, you know, we might always kind of feel like that to an extent, but I, I can't like live that way. You know, I have to give myself permission or allow myself to like feel excitement and look forward to things. And you know, that's life for everyone. Like sometimes all of us have random shit come up that like ruins some of our plans, especially with kids, (laughs) you know, they're always sick or they're always breaking a bone or something. Um, so yeah, I need to like, just be like, yes, we're going to see this comedian. We're super excited for it. And we'll cross our fingers that we're able to attend. Um, so that's one thing we're looking forward to is seeing Nate Bargatze. I think it's Nate Bargatze. I always say his name wrong, but regardless, he's hilarious. If you've never seen his standups, he has, I think he has one on Netflix. Um, honestly, I don't know. Look him up, uh, on Google, the good old Google machine, and you'll find, uh, Nate Bargatze's, uh, stand-ups or specials and he's so funny he's a clean comedian so if if you don't like curse words you're probably not listening to me because obviously I drop some curse words here and there um but he does not and he has clean clean jokes like no inappropriate stuff and he's still so hilarious everything's just like so relatable that he talks about and he's just so funny I like cry laughing so I cannot wait to see him in person that's gonna be so much fun um what else we're looking forward to I feel like we kind of have a a goal you know, before kids, Ethan and I would like go on vacation almost every September because that was Ethan's birthday and our anniversary are both in September. And that's, and it's also like an amazing time to travel. Like the weather is always really good to go like to Colorado is our favorite place. Um, especially in September is so, so nice. Um, so I feel like, you know, we would love to take some sort of little vacation with our boys this year And, you know, maybe by September would be a realistic goal Um, or even like a little weekend at the lake, you know, something pretty low key, um, not too super far away, (sighs) but it would be just really nice to like get away um, and enjoy a trip with the kids um, with both, you know, with Rhett and Levi, because Levi deserves those experiences too. And, you know, we deserve to have those like feelings of normalcy as a family Um, so that's something that we would really, really love to make happen. 
Um, so it's not something I'm necessarily looking forward to, but maybe something I'm more so manifesting or praying for to happen. Um, one thing that we're pretty certain we're going to do, we just don't have it like officially on the books yet, is a PT intensive for Levi. So for him to do like, um, basically an intensive is like just an intense physical therapy, like a higher frequency in a short period of time. So like sometimes they'll be like one, two or three weeks long. Some of them are longer than that. Um, but there'll be like, you know, a couple hours of PT a day and just some of the progress that these kids make during these intensives is so incredible to see. Um, you know, we have our eyes on a couple different places, um, but they're expensive and, uh, you know, it's not just like an easy decision, but we're going to hopefully start with one locally. That'll be more affordable. I think insurance is going to help with it. Um, so that is our first goal and then potentially doing like an out of state one, um, if, and when that feels doable, um, for Levi. So that would be exciting. And what else? Gosh, that's really the biggest, uh, or that's really like my list. Okay. I had to pause and sneeze really quick. (laughs) Um, But yes, that's my list of random things that I jotted down to talk about. I talked for way longer than expected, um, and I'm shocked that I haven't been interrupted by someone yet. Um, Lastly, someone asked in my question box, how can I pray for you this week? And I so appreciated that question um, because we can honestly always use prayers Um, because things continue to be really hard. And uh you know, they're not necessarily getting easier. And we, again, we just feel like at this point, we're a little bit more equipped and a little bit more used to everything. Um, we've built, you know, a little bit more of a tolerance for all the challenges. Um, but that doesn't mean it's easy by any means. And, you know, we still pray for so much healing and progress for Levi. Um, you know, another goal, I struggle to, to like say any goals as far as like, milestones for Levi because of course you know what I love to see him sit up this year and gain complete neck strength and start eating orally again you know yes I would love all of those things like I I could list off a million things that I I have as goals for Levi but I don't want to define him by those accomplishments I want to just you know let him lead the way and again doing everything we can to support him and give him all the possible opportunities to develop those skills. Um, but we have to be patient with him and, you know, again, again, let him lead the way. Um, and obviously love him regardless of his milestones. Um, but yeah, just continued healing, continued progress for him. Um, just, I guess, praying for our hearts as his parents, um, to really embrace all of this and, um, working toward acceptance and, um, yeah, just, just healing. Um, you know, he's, I mentioned that he has, I mentioned a a few days ago, um, on my question box, a few different diagnoses that he has. Um, you know, I shared a few months back that he was hospitalized because we thought he was having seizures and they, um, said that he was. And so he has technically a diagnosis of epilepsy now, Um, we have some tests coming up soon. We would love prayers for that. Um, just to kind of get a little bit more answers and direction and, um, clarity on how we can better control that as well. Um, I also mentioned that he will more than likely 
um, be diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Uh, he's eight months now and they can officially diagnose it at nine, diagnose it at nine months. Um, so based on the assessments that he's had up to this point, you know, we're 95% sure that he will have the CP diagnosis. And, you know, that's a huge spectrum. Like there's people with all ranges of abilities that have CP. Um, and again, if he ends up being on the end that requires a wheelchair or is nonverbal or something, then that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll embrace whatever comes. Um, but we'll also still be hopeful that he will, um, learn to do all kinds of things physically. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll just see how that goes. And, um, do you want to come in and say hi, Bubba? Are you sleepy? Mr. Rhett is awake. Do you want to come say hi on my microphone? You don't? <laughs> Are you sleepy? You want to come say something? Come here. You don't? Here, sit on my lap for a second. Come here. Oh, goodness. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. I was going to, I was almost done anyway. So Rhett is just snuggling on my lap. He's being shy. You don't want to say anything, bud? Are you sure? Oh, you need to go potty, Bubba. Go potty real quick with Dada. Okay, sorry for that. Um, I think that's all I had. I think I'm done. And once again, I did not expect to, to ramble for an hour, but I hope you enjoyed it. And I will hopefully be in your ears again soon. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and took away some tips or wisdom that you can apply to boost your health and happiness starting today. If you did, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review to help other women like you find my show and get inspired to start living a life they love. Also, take a quick screenshot and share it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at wellness for the win so I can see why you love today's show. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time.